Welcome to the Jacob Lauritsen Show. I am Dr. Jacob Lauritsen, and on this show, one of the things that I... I know this is only episode two, but you're going to hear me talk about it over and over again, is really encouraging teachers and creative people that, that teach to make your own content, right? I... On, the, on this show, we talk about education, technology, and media, and the media part of it is... When, when there isn't already a tool out there, or when you're just motivated, make the tool that you need to do the thing that you, you want. Whether that's making you know, videos or podcasts for your classroom, whether that's you know, creating a, you know, your own worksheets or, or something like that. We as teachers are incredibly creative people that are constantly solving the problem of how do I teach my students? What do I need to do it? And sometimes we have to solve our problem by making the thing that we need. I want to encourage you to do that. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the experience I've had of writing my own textbook. I'm a high school English teacher, college English teacher, and I, I'm going to talk about the experience that I'm currently in with writing my own textbook. I, I want to talk about how I decided I wanted to do it, what my experience has been, kind of my concerns, the things I've learned, the things I, I would recommend, the things I would avoid if I were you. So let's get into it. When I was growing up, I, I was always interested in writing. It's something I, I always wanted to do. And I, I, don't, I don't know how this started. I remember probably around first grade, I, I had entered some sort of writing contest at school, and I'd written a story for the <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was the they're really popular at the time. I know they've been kind of brought back these days, but I, I was really interested in. I wrote my own story. My my parents humored me. They kind of bound it, and, and I had illustrated it, and I, you know I got some sort of award in, in a contest. And I always thought, yeah, that'd be great. I remember my first grade teacher, Miss Mrs. Koss, saying, you know, when you write your first novel, come and tell me. I've always thought about that. And I've always been interested in it. As I got older, I got into acting and in theater, and my writing turned into not so much writing stories, but in writing scripts. And that's something I did all through through high school. I ended up getting a, an associate degree in theater because I, I wanted to follow through with that. Eventually I switched over to English and I got a degree in creative writing where I was trying to hone these skills because I always saw myself as a creative person that was going to be making things. When I became a teacher, that didn't stop. I, I was always finding creative ways to make the things that I wanted to have in my classroom. My first year teaching, I was fortunate to teach a, a creative writing class at the high school that I was at, and we made our own literary journal. The students write, wrote things, and then we self-published it. And I thought that was a cool experience for the students and, and for me as well, because I like doing that sort of thing. And I've, I've always wanted to do more of that, something that was just me or, or whatever, right? Well, time went by. I got really busy working on my doctorate. I didn't have time for for all those other creative projects that I wanted to do. I was doing homework all the time. There, there just wasn't time. 
when I finished my doctorate, I looked around at all this time I had committed to making, you know, to improving myself, to learning and doing my research, and all that had opened up. And I started to think about what could I do now? And gradually, I've, I've kind of started to, to work through a sort of bucket list. I've never really written it down, but I, I guess I kind of have it in my head. A bucket list of all the things that I want to do. This last year, um, my, my business partner and I, we, um, we, we wrote, last year we, um, we filmed a, a full-length documentary that he directed and, and I helped him with. And that was a cool experience. And about halfway through the year, I'm like, okay, next we need to do a full-length narrative movie. You know, not just a documentary, but, you know, our own thing. I'd written a play um, years and years ago that I, I rewrote as a, as, a, as a movie. We cast it, we shot it, and I'm in the middle of editing right now. And I'm just building up momentum. So, I, you know, I knocked out this big thing of the doctorate. I knocked out this big thing of writing and directing my own movie and I'm looking around at what else can I do? And I, and I wanted to, I had this idea for a textbook for years, um, as part of creating, you know, teaching my, my college class, I teach uh, an English 100, 101, 102 courses at a local community college. And I use a lot of those things from that class in my high school, um, classes as well. I do a lot of writing, have to create a lot of materials. I, I teach it online. And so there's been a lot of writing I've done over the years. And I've always thought, you know, it'd be great to kind of make my own textbook. And I thought, okay, well, what I could do is I'll, I'll make something kind of short. Maybe I self-publish it and I put it out on Amazon. And uh, and then, you know, it is what it is, right? You know, I, I, I'm going to charge like, I don't know, 15 bucks. And if people want to use it, cool but I will have done it. It's another thing I wanted to accomplish and I could just do it. And then I got an email. I got an email from publisher Kendall Hunt and they're kind of soliciting. They're like, hey, you know, we have textbooks. If you need help, we can get you to write textbook for your course. And if you're interested in writing your own, contact us. And I was like, well, I was already planning on doing something. I was going to be writing it maybe... I want the experience of working with someone else. So I took the risk. I wrote an email. I sent it out to them. And I'm like, hey, this is kind of what I had in mind. And maybe this would work. And one of the things I pitched with it is I have a YouTube channel called Read, Write, and Sight. I've got like 100 videos and several thousand subscribers. And I, I want to make the textbook version of that, that YouTube channel. And uh, I don't know what what convinced them to do it, but they, they responded and they're like, yeah, let's do it. So we started talking, um, and we started putting together a textbook. You know, they sent me a contract. We signed that, we set a goal and I've been, I've been working on writing my own textbook just today. I was talking to my, my boss at the college and I'm like, Oh, you know, what are the odds that I can use this textbook in my, uh, in my class that I'm going to be teaching in the spring. And uh, well, he's like, well, you know, tell me a little bit about it. I'd mentioned it to him once before, but it's been months and months. 
And uh, so I kind of told him about it. I was like, oh, okay, you know, I think maybe maybe we can do that. He told me some of the, the things he was concerned about that we need to have to, to watch out for. But it seems like it's an option. And then this has been one of my really big concerns with working with the publisher was the expectation that I, one, I had to use the textbook, you know, and I, what if, I couldn't. What if I wasn't allowed to? That was one of my big concerns. And it seems like we, we maybe we've resolved that and we might be okay. Because I know, you know, they're putting money into it and, and they expect me to obviously teach with it, which I plan on doing. But, you know, that's that's one thing I would not have experienced if I was doing this on my own. Is there's there's no no pressure to to actually sell copies. It's just a, it's just, I, I would have put a lot of time into it and it would have been great, but I wouldn't have felt obligated. Does that make sense? Now, one of the things I think a lot of people think about when it comes to publishing a book, wor- uh, working through self-publishing as opposed to um, working with a publisher like I am right now is there's this level of validation that if someone else says yes to it, it, it somehow validates your work. And, and I, that thought really concerns me because just because someone says no doesn't mean what you're doing isn't, you know, incredibly talented, that it isn't amazing, that it isn't worth publishing. They just passed on it. You know, and maybe it doesn't suit their needs. Maybe they just didn't see your vision for it. And, you know, extreme example is there's a lot of people who passed on Harry Potter before finally J.K. Rowling was able to sell it to her publisher in England and eventually Scholastic picked it up in the States. That's obviously an extreme example. But that series has made over a billion dollars. Can you imagine being the people who said no? Right? Now, obviously, textbook, it's very different. There's not a lot of money in academic publishing for the authors. I think a lot of the money is, is the publishers. They make the money. And some of my concerns are, this textbook is going to cost more than I than I would like it to be. But they're putting a lot of time into you know designing and editing and, and all the other things that there wouldn't have been a charge for had I done this by myself. You know, they've got a team of people and, and hopefully they're able to sell it to, to other classrooms as well. That's something I'm, you know, I, I would have liked it to be more affordable, but it's a textbook and they're in the business of making textbooks. So it, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me. So what is my textbook? I haven't even mentioned it. Um, so my YouTube channel is called Read, Write, and Sight. And I thought, that's a great name. I want to use that same name for my textbook. So my textbook is going to be called Read, Write, and Sight. Uh, it's going to be published through Kindle, Kindle Hunt Publishing. And hopefully this spring semester, I'll be using it in my classroom. So it's a really interesting experience trying to write a textbook that I plan on actually using to teach. Because what do I need it to say? What information needs to be in it? What assignments do I want to include and how I'm going to adapt to that, you know, while also being aware that this isn't just for me, this, I want to make it open enough so that a classroom that I'm not in, 
you know, maybe another teacher could pick it up and it's useful to them too. So there's been a lot to think about. And as I've worked through it and I've outlined and outlined and outlined, I ended up with about 24 chapters. I've come up with a a series of major assignments that I'm calling artifacts that line up with the three college classes that I teach, but they also line up with a lot of the high school things that I teach as well. And I, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, we originally planned for about 160 pages. I've passed that, and I feel like I, I still have so much book left to write. And so it, it has been stressful for me that when we have my, our monthly little meetings where I, where I, I, talk, to, um, I talk to the editors that I, I need to be honest with them. Well, I didn't get as much done as I wanted to. And, and they've been very nice through this whole process, but I also realized that, you know, <laughs> If I just walk away, then they've wasted effort. So they, they, there's a fine line that they, that they have to work on too, and and I get that. And I don't, I'm not trying to, you know, make life difficult for them. But it's a lot of things have happened this year. You know, we had COVID. I've been very busy at work. <laughs> we had the birth of my my son this year. Like it's been busy, but the reality is, busy doesn't finish books. And so it's been a really interesting experience, you know, working with other people for due dates and and being honest with them and telling them what I've been able to accomplish. And I've had the experience that I was hoping to have. I was hoping to have this experience, what is it like to work with someone else? That to not be the only person on this project, that's also where much of the the stress and the anxiety from the project has also come. Because if I was working by myself, I wouldn't have felt any pressure to, to finish it. I would have worked on my, my own time. I would have done it gradually. And uh, I probably wouldn't be this far along. But sometimes we need that extra push to just do it. And to stop letting our fears get between us and the thing that we want to accomplish. I've been putting off this and other projects like this over and over and over again. And that's one reason why I wanted to just start going after it and start knocking off projects is because why wait? What do I get from waiting? Am am I suddenly going to be better, more talented, more successful in the future? Maybe, but not without an experience like this that prepares me to to do these things that I want to do, write big projects, make, you know, movies, make a podcast. Like I've learned, especially when I was working on, on making my movie, the more I said, yes, the more things happened and I stopped getting in my way. And I was a bit blunt force with the whole process. I just decided I was going to do it. And that's not always right in every situation, but it was effective. We shot the movie. We got it done. And the same has been true with this textbook that I'm writing. In fact, I'm working on a second one that I was outlining. Not not so much a textbook, but this is one I plan on self-publishing. It's going to be not about English. It's not necessarily one that I'd be teaching. It's geared at teachers. And I've it's how to teach using technology, which is what I studied for my doctorate. But I want to make a real accessible book 
that's affordable, that really just hits on a lot of the ideas to frame how to think about using technology in the classroom. Not just give a bunch of answers, but to really frame how to think about it. Because then teachers can solve and come up with those answers themselves, right? Because it's not my job to tell them how to do their job, but to help them to do their job by giving them some insight. So that was something I was working on today is, is just, I've come up with about seven chapters I want to write. I've kind of figured out how long that needs to be. And I've, you know, I've plotted it out in a way that I think is really accessible. Let me, let me talk just a little bit about that. It can be really overwhelming the thought of writing something big like a textbook. And what I tell my, when I tell my high school students is the key to writing something big is to outline and as part of the outlining process, to just budget, figure out the things you want to do, be specific, and then just give yourself a budget, a budget of words. This section only needs to be this long. So let me give you an example. I decided uh, the, the whole book needs to be about 21,000 uh, 21, words, which you know may sound overwhelming at first, but when you you come up with an idea and you, you start to figure out all the, the things necessary to accomplish the big thing, it gets a lot easier. So for example, okay, if I have seven chapters and it's 21,000 words, I'm an English teacher, I'm not great at math, but I can figure out some small things, right? Then I, I need about 3,000 words per chapter. Okay, cool. What if I figure out four big ideas for each chapter? Great. Now I can take 3,000 and divide by four. And now I'm looking at about 750 words per big idea. Cool. What if it takes three or four, I have three or four points to make about each big idea in the chapter. Great. Now I'm looking at, you know, maybe 250 words for each point. And I know a paragraph, just a well-developed paragraph, is probably somewhere between 90 to 100 and, I don't know, 20 words. So I know for each point that I'm making, maybe I just need to write three paragraphs. And so I figured out how to get from 21,000 words, which might be, I don't know, 75 pages for, you know, kind of a short book. And I can, you know, like an ebook or whatever, I can get it down to a series of main points that are part of big ideas, that are part of chapters, that are part of a book. And now I know, all right, I just need to write three paragraphs about this idea. And then I write three paragraphs about the next idea, and three paragraphs about the next idea, and three paragraphs about the next idea, and suddenly I'm done with the chapter. And I only have six more to go. Now, that may have sounded like a lot, right? And it is. But it helps me to realize I can sit down and in one sitting, I can write three paragraphs. Sure. And if I start now, in a couple months, I can be done with a book. And then, you know, I can polish, I can revise, I can work with friends and, and figure out what's missing, what's working, I can tweak it. But the, the great thing about just going out and deciding you're going to make a project, whether you're self-publishing or you're working with a publisher, is all you really need to get started is an idea and all you really need to execute is a computer. And that's it. You don't need 
validation from someone else to say, yes, do this. I give you my my stamp of approval. I'll throw money at it because that's really all a publisher can do. Are they going to market it for you? Are they going to you know, sell it? Are they going to edit it for you? Are they going to design it for you? If you're willing to do all those things, there's really almost no difference between them doing it and you doing it. The difference is you could do it on your terms, at your pace, and you get all the rewards. Now, maybe because you don't have someone else trying to sell it, maybe you don't sell as many copies, but maybe you get a higher percentage. And it's not that you have to make money off of these projects, but if that's your motivation, great, do it. If you just want to write a textbook and make it a PDF and then use it in your classroom, do that. That might be a fantastic way to really test it. How effective would this be in my science classroom, my history classroom, my English classroom? Math is a little bit tricky because that's a lot of problems to figure out, but why not do it? If you don't have the motivation, that's a good reason. There's certainly no reason why you have to do it. But if you have any inclination that you're the kind of person that you might want to go out and create something new, this is something that costs nothing but time and effort. Because the beauty is you can use an average computer, free software, you can post it for free, and then you can even advertise it using social media. You don't have to spend a cent more than what you already have in resources you probably have access to. No, if you're not interested, you're not interested, that's fine. I just want to encourage you that if you have some sort of inclination to do this, you just, just start. Just build the motivation, just get the momentum going that you need and before you know it, because you started, you'll finish. But if you never start, you're never going to finish. And I know that sounds simplistic, but it is. And that's what I've learned as I've tried to accomplish big things. I, I try to get myself out of my own way. And before I know it, I did the thing I wanted to. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. So that's kind of my story. That's how I uh, decided to write a textbook. That's, that's how I've been writing a textbook. I've still got some work to do, but uh, I'll keep you posted in future episodes. So if you like this episode, please let me know. If, you, if you're interested in, in me digging in and, and maybe explaining things like this or just kind of, I don't know, maybe being motivational or something, let me know, give me some feedback. I think it's going to take me a while to figure out what's going to work and what's not going to work on this show. So I need to hear back from you. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really, <laughs> I really appreciate you doing that. Um, this podcast should be available on basically all the platforms by now. If not, please let me know and I'll, I'll try to get it posted wherever it is you listen to podcasts. So thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye.